Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Studio Day Hifre. I have at least three things to talk to you about today. It's also how many ends are on my fidget spinner. You guys remember fidget spinners? I never really had them. We were talking about them on the radio the other day, and so I got one. This is the greatest anxiety device of all time. Just let you play with stuff. Uh, three things to talk about today. One, Cowboys running back position. Two, Cowboys free agent target, according to Jeff. And three, why the Cowboys are doomed anyway. But we're still here. So what are you going to do, you know? Uh, let's see. Let's start with free agency, shall we? Some teams get to keep talking about their football team and trying to win the Super Bowl. Not ours. So instead, we'll focus on what we got to focus on. I was fiddle farting around with the names available in free agency and trying to come up with, all right, Jeff, if you could pick, what do you want the Cowboys to do? What do you demand that the Cowboys will do in free agency? And I think there is some good news if the Cowboys are willing to be a little bit different this year, which who knows, right? I've heard scuttlebutt that mayhaps they will be in the mix early in the free agency process this year, but that's also one of those things that I'll believe it as soon as I see it. Until then, we'll hang out and wait for the third wave of NFL free agency. But here's what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is we got to be better on the line of scrimmage, right? Defensive line from last year, that don't work. Jonathan Hankins, he was still okay. He was still okay. And when you had him hurt, Mozzie Smith, not so good. Now, ideally, here's the thing. My buddy Vach Lombardi will tell you, sometimes you got to get that NFL peanut butter. You need that NFL offseason, that first one, to get going. Plus, defensive tackle historically you don't just show up and dominate, although it sure is possible. Jalen Carter was a stud this year. Kobe Turner was a stud this year. Some of those disruptive dudes can be disruptive. Um, but guys whose job it is to just wrestle other grown men, if that's what they're best at, is like mashing into multiple grown men and not being moved, you got to learn how to do that against actual grown men. It's not the same as college. Mozzie Smith can tell you that. So can we hope that your first-round pick from a year ago will be a productive player in his second year? Sure. I don't want to write that off or pretend that it's not possible at all. But I ain't so, I'm also not going to bank on it. So, farting around with who's a free agent right now and what I want the Cowboys to do, is Chris Jones realistic? I don't know. That would be very anti-Dallas Cowboys to not only be active in the first wave of free agency, but to be active at the guy who might get the most money of all the defensive tackles. Not might. He will get the most money of all the defensive tackles. I don't know. Plus, he's 30. They hate old people, and they hate paying top of the market unless it's their guys, and even then they screw it up, wait too long, get leveraged, and end up screwed. Um, so I'm not going with Chris Jones, but after that, there is a nice group of defensive tackles that are available in free agency. And I'm going to give you the random one that I don't know how many people are going to be talking about him, but he might be my number one choice for the Cowboys. 
That's DJ Reader, Cincinnati. Um, DJ Reader was really good last year. He's a really good player. He's not one of the undersized three technique dudes. Like he's a gigantor man. He's 330, 330 pounds of man. And he has juice to rush the passer too. Like I really like DJ reader season ending quad injury to end the season this year. And let me make sure I don't screw up his age for you. 30 years old and coming off injury. Hey, this is a Cowboys special right here. If you want to make the right play to strengthen up the Cowboys' defensive line, other names at defensive tackle that are relevant, right? Anywhere you look, top 50, top 100, top 150 free agents in the NFL, Chris Jones is going to be right at the top. He's also 30 years old. So a guy who's getting older, who, by the way, not real interested in playing the run. There's some really funny Chris Jones stats about the first half of games and how often he makes a play in the run game. The answer is literally never, ever. Um, that premium price, that 30-year-old player, not super interested in playing the run until the third or fourth quarter. I think somebody else could cut that check. If the Cowboys did, cool. I love disruption from the middle of the defensive line. Chris Jones is a stud, right? Love it. I'm not banking on that for the Cowboys. Justin Matabuke, Baltimore. Interested. 13 sacks this year. Arrow going, wee. Really nice player. But I do like to factor in when I'm talking about the Cowboys. You are talking about this is going to be the biggest contract he ever signs. At the age of 26? Well, you are in prime make moneyville. And he's at the top of all the available free agent lists in the world. Christian Wilkins, Miami. Really nice player. 28 years old. Nine sacks this year. If the Cowboys sign Christian Wilkins, you will not hear complaints from Jeff. No, you will not. I will be A-OK with that. Leonard Williams, I would be A-OK with that. He is still super good. 30 years old, but still super good. The reason that I have zoned in on DJ Reader is, one, he is the gigantor man of this group. So if you are looking for stout dudes that are tough to move, He's your guy. He's your 330-pounder of this defensive line class. And when you look at projected contracts, free agency rankings, he ain't up there with Chris Jones and Matabuki and in some cases Christian Wilkins and even Leonard Williams. Like He's kind of fifth out of the defensive tackle room. I don't mind plucking that and having a well-rounded player that is starting to approach when you would think that the fall-off might be coming because now I'm playing a balance game of I know I'm getting a good football player and I know that he can play the nose and I've still got Osa for another year who can play the three. If you get the growth that you hope for from Mozzie Smith, the 30-year-old coming off injury free agent that you signed, like he's not going to be blocking him with a four- or five-year contract. He'll be more of a short-term solution for a team that's trying to push some chips in. So that's my free agent, DJ Reader. That's my guy. 
We can also talk about other positions. I think linebacker is another position that they better find. They better sign somebody. I'll throw out the names Patrick Queen and Levante David, but you better sign somebody that you're comfortable that it doesn't have to be a superstar top of the market guy because it doesn't have to block you from seeing if you can do other things if the draft is kind to you and you like a guy there, whatever. But you better have a dude that can go play NFL football, not run down on kickoff. You better have a real-life linebacker that can play NFL football to throw in that room, and you might need two of them. So, we can talk about linebackers a different day. I just wanted to throw out my defensive tackle guy. DJ Reader's my guy. That's my guy. Um, now, shout-out to Michael Gelkin, Dallas Morning News beat writer of the Cowboys, talking about their situation at running back. The Cowboys' situation at running back right now is that Tony Pollard's a free agent. Rico Dowdle is a restricted free agent, which means if you want him back, you'd get him back. And he wrote a big article about how it's like a financial reset at running back, where last year you still were paying for Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard was getting $10 million. This upcoming year, you're still getting hit for $6 million for Ezekiel Elliott. But basically, the way I read his article was that Yes, they're able to financially reset here. Do not expect them to be spending money on running backs, which means expect them to pick someone somewhere in the middle rounds and get ready for your backfield to be some combination of Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis, draft pick, Deuce Vaughn, Hunter Lepke. Like, that's the guys that you're going to go with. And I'm cool with that. I think a lot of people would know that by now. I'm cool with that. You'll f- you can find somebody that'll pop. You get enough young legs back there, you'll find a guy that'll pop. We don't need to be spending money on that position. Uh, And I like that. But I just thought it was interesting that the way that he wrote it made it sound like it wasn't just, hey, here's an update on how much running backs are getting paid on the Cowboys. It kind of read more like a, and I know that they're done doing that for now. Their money will not be allocated to running back, which I think is good. That's fine. I'm good with that. I like that. Now, I am the crazy guy that I want Deuce Vaughn to play. I love the tiny running back. I think the tiny running back is hell. Tiny running back and tiny wide receiver, as long as your catch radius isn't super tiny, as long as you can, like, catch a ball. It's real hard for, like, my dog is so athletic. He's, like, 85 pounds. He'll never in his life catch a rabbit. If you have somebody who is exactly as athletic as me, but they are six inches shorter and 30 pounds lighter. There is no chance that I could catch that guy and tackle him to the ground. I love the small running back. I do hope Deuce Vaughn gets a real opportunity to play for the Cowboys as a second or third guy. And then for draft season, we'll work through the second, third. What do the Cowboys have now? One, two, three, couple of sevens. And it was projected that they'll probably have a five or six. So round two, three, five, six. We might get to go find us a fun guy for the Cowboys. The other thing that I wanted to get to today is why the Cowboys are doomed, and it was really sad to hear. Uh, I don't know how many of you are subscribed to The Athletic, but the About Them Cowboys podcast, it's my buddy Kevin Turner, it's my buddy John Mashoda, and it's my buddy Kent Garrison. All good dudes. All good cowboy men. And I saw somebody clipped the audio from it and I just listened to like a minute, minute and a half. And Kent used to work for the Cowboys when I would do the draft show or any other podcast that was on DallasCowboys.com. Kent was like behind the scenes man, producer man, audio man, can do all the things man, smart person who can do stuff that I don't know how to do it. And he was talking about how, you know, 
every NFL draft, we get the secret audio of the phone call they make to a player when they sign them or when they draft them. And it's always really fun. It's always really cool. And he was mentioning like, yeah, so like the phone lines are wired like that. And it's interesting because you can hear and see what happens during drafts. We can't because we're not the ones running that equipment, but some people can. And he just told a story that was he thought was entertaining about like the Lions called the Cowboys during a draft. And he didn't say a player name, but he was like, you know, kind of well-known name that they were like talking about maybe a trade. And that Stephen Jones was the guy who answered the phone. And he was like, who? And he's like, oh, okay, I'll call you back. And then doesn't, or like, I'll, I'll think about it. And doesn't ever go to anybody in the room to be like, oh, yeah, this is who called, and this is a player they were calling about. So some, it was an NFL team that called a team's war room, which in most scenarios, that means that, in most scenarios, that means that you end up talking to the decision maker on the other team, right? The guy who knows the players in the NFL and the guys who are going to get drafted, they know all the things, but when the Cowboys, it's Jerry's kid that answers, who knows how to, he knows the paperwork on how the NFL salary cap works. Uh, and that's who you get. And so that conversation doesn't get passed on to Will McClay, to your pro personnel, to your draft personnel, to anybody. Boy, are fidget spinners that cheap that I already broke it? Um, and then the Lions call back like five minutes later, like, yeah, have you thought about it? And he's like, yeah, we're good. We're doomed. The people who know all of the players in the league are not the people who answer the phone. And sometimes the people who answer the phone apparently don't even then pass on the information about players you could acquire to the people who might actually know who the players are. Man. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That was one of the saddest stories I've ever heard. Will McClay should be answering the phone. And if somebody else answers the phone and it has to do with player acquisition, please pass on the message to the people who are familiar with the football players so that you know if you're passing up on something that might could help your football team. That was embarrassing. Like, I was embarrassed. And I'm not part of the team, but I was embarrassed hearing that story. Boy, they love their own. Like, why do I need to hear about your players? We have the guys we drafted and developed, and we like them. That's got to change this offseason. We got too many things we got to do, Jerry and Steven. We got too many things we got to do. Get me DJ Reader. Mid-round running back is fine. Please let a football person answer the phone. That's what I got for you today. All right, everybody, be cool to people out there. I love you. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through. Be cool to everyone. I love you. Be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.